I want to thank Dr. Redfield and the CDC for their work on this matter and all the other work they've been doing over the past what now seems like a long period of time. Today, I'm identifying houses of worship, churches, synagogue, and mosques as essential places that provide essential services. Some governors have deemed liquor stores and abortion clinics as essential, but have left out churches and other houses of worship. It's not right. So I'm correcting this injustice and calling houses of worship essential. I call upon governors to allow our churches and places of worship to open right now. If there's any question, they're going to have to call me, but they're not going to be successful in that call. These are places that hold our society together and keep our people united. The people are demanding to go to church and synagogue, go to their mosque. Many millions of Americans embrace worship as an essential part of life. The ministers, pastors, rabbis, imams, and other faith leaders will make sure that their congregations are safe as they gather and pray. I know them well. They love their congregations. They love their people. They don't want anything bad to happen to them or to anybody else. The governors need to do the right thing and allow these very important essential places of faith to open right now for this weekend. If they don't do it, I will override the governors. In America, we need more prayer, not less. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's a pleasure to join you today. That Short and sweet. The president, the president has exited. Trump. This is White um, House like Press Secretary Dr. Kaylee McEnany. Right uh, there was a briefing uh, from her that had been previously scheduled for 2 o'clock. Uh, so this will be that. The president's appearance had been announced. Let's just keep with this for a few minutes, and maybe we can get a few of the questions in. And in fact, here is a Dr. Burks, the leader of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, who we've not heard from in public for some uh, some time now in one of these uh, briefing formats. So let's keep with this for a few minutes and listen into Dr. Burks. It both is a real aspect of the amazing healthcare workers on the front line, the ability of people to share at the front line how best to care for the patients and the continuous decrease in mortality over time. Next slide. The other thing that has decreased significantly over the last month is new hospitalizations. We can see now that there's over a 50% decline in new hospitalizations. Although every region of the country is different, um, we are encouraged to see these new hospitalizations declining. Next slide. I've talked before about the extensive surveillance that CDC has made available to this country. This is looking at their syndromic surveillance from emergency rooms. You can see that both COVID-like illnesses shown in the orange and shown in the blue influenza-like illness, taking up both of those cases together, you can see significant declines week over week, a number of people coming to the emergency room with these illnesses. It goes along with our new hospitalizations. What we like to do is triangulate data, put data together from multiple sources to see if we're seeing the same trends so that we can ensure that we're making progress together. Next slide. 
This is their influenza-like illness surveillance system that has been up and running for more than a decade now. You can see each of the influenza peaks of this last year. I think that's very important to remind people of because we had influenza A, influenza B, and then we had COVID-like illness. And while we know it's COVID, that's the last orange peak. What we really find encouraging is across the country, we are below baseline. Why is that particularly important? Now, these are reported state by state, county by county. So each county will be able to see precisely where they are. And then if there is changes in this, it becomes yet again an early alert system. So I've showed you two early alert systems, one of them emergency rooms visits based on our syndromic illness qualifications that the CDC has up on their website, and then the influenza-like illness. And again, to the American people, all of these are available on the CDC website under COVID-19 cases and surveillance. Next slide. Now, I want to show you, I'm going to go through these very quickly. This is where we started. This is influenza-like illness. Um, the red and the darker the red, the more significant the influenza-like illness is in that state. So you want to get to green. Um, so this is the week ending March 28th. I think many of us can remember what that week was. And this was when we were at the very beginning of our acceleration into logarithmic phase. Next slide. This is April 4th. You're starting to see some of the states already turn green. Next slide. April 11th, more of the country. Next slide. April 18th, next slide. April 25th, next slide. May 2nd, and you can see, and I really call your attention to, there's an orange area on this slide. Um, and you can see that it's the Maryland area. And we've been calling that out for a while, the high plateau in Maryland. You can also see um, Minnesota and um, Wisconsin. Next slide. And then you can see Wisconsin still. You can see Maryland is yellow. Next slide. I want to turn just a moment, and I know that took you through a lot of slides quickly, but I think we can see as a country we have decreasing amount of illness, both at the emergency room and reported through the influenza-like illness. Two of the surveillance systems that the CDC has up and running, these come from the states, they come from the counties, and many other states have these also on their websites. 